Welcome, everybody, to the final Mayfair Theater podcast for 2016. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Not ever. <laughs> Not ever, just the final one of this year. Welcome to the series finale. <laughs> the season finale. Um, yeah, holy cow. Yeah, so we are recording this podcast to chat about films that we have from December 30th, 2016 to January 5th, 2017. Mm-hmm. We are so in the future. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought the year 2000 seemed like the future. Now we're in 2017. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we are we are cheating on this one. We're recording this one way in the past. Uh, we did a couple back-to-back just to take advantage of our um, early schedules that we have because with distributors closed for the holidays, uh, Lee, our head programmer, had to do a few schedules uh, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so we're all going to be busy over the holidays and working, so we can get these out of the way, and then I'll post them uh, closer to the dates. But uh, yeah, so December 30th, 2016 to January 5th, 2017. Hope everyone had a good little bit of a holiday or continues yeah, to have a good holiday. Yeah, how was your Christmas? Oh, it was great. <laughs> now we get to lie. We get to be yeah, like we get to like, pretend that Christmas already happened. It's like you ever see, um, I always love it on, Conan always does it, it's funny, where sometimes they'll just have to like record the band first, yeah, I think because it's like a, a big, you know, moving a piano or doing yeah, like that. Yeah, and you could always tell. And I think in his early days, he'd pretend and like point to somebody, and people would clap. Yeah. But now he and Andy will be like, "Oh, look at them over there getting ready. Oh, this is going to be good." And he'll give like a thumbs up and be like, "Good luck, guys. Have a good day." And then after, go he'll clap and be like, "Wow, that was best." I'm not going to come over and say hello, but but you guys, that was a great song. <laughs> and so you always see like the the movie TV magic when things are done yeah. backwards. But yeah, so we can pretend to talk about how great our Christmas was, all the great stuff I got. Here's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting I got some comic books. I'm predicting I got some movies. Uh, Yeah, maybe. um, And I'm predicting I ate a lot of food. And then that on December 26th, I came in here on Boxing Day and forgot that I had to change the marquee. And then rushed and changed the marquee. Yeah, yeah. that always happens. You know, the marquee was frozen. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be the best. Yeah. I did my first marquee change of, like, horrible weather yeah. this season about, I don't know, three or four days ago. And it wasn't even that horrible yet. Like, it was minus, on a sliding scale of horrible. If anybody is happening to be listening to this from outside of Ottawa, you know, like, minus 40 is horrible. Mm-hmm. Minus 20 is like, oh, that's cold. But it was minus 20, and it was windy, and it was just, like, the everything was stuck and icy. And, yeah. And you kind of change up one title and then run inside and like yeah because your your hands are just um so frostbitten and and i've learned and i i have bad evolution skills because it took me years to figure this out but i've learned you could take like a one or an i and kind of use it like a tool uh without having to just like bang the marquee and destroy it i forgot about that you can kind of like jimmy out the the with Mm. keeping your gloves on but yeah, it's horrible. And and somebody nicely enough online was like, "You should get a digital thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I'm sure that only cost fifty thousand yeah. dollars or something." Oh god, probably probably more than that. Yeah, triple that. Or, or I, double that. It, it becomes the the simple joys in life when every once in a while we'll have back to back the same things, like the same two or three movies two days in a row. Mm-hmm. And the simple joy of of not having to change the marquee when it's like minus yes. thirty outside. Yeah, that's a gift. Uh, that's and a I, Christmas gift. And I've, I've I've joked about it online that it could be like a uh, um, 
like a baseball camp, like a behind the scenes, like come and learn how fun it is to work at the Mayfair. <laughs> Sweet the floors, clean the popcorn machine. Oh, we don't have to do that anymore. Change the marquee. Oh yeah, we we have a cleaner now. We have now. We now have a cleaner. So oh, we're big shot. Well, now. We still have to do. I still have to do the popcorn machine. Yeah. <laughs> no longer have to sweep. But yeah. So yeah. So I hope everyone had a fun uh, Christmas and or other holiday, or if you're continuing to have it, I uh, hope you have time to drop by the theater and uh, join us for a movie. So this is going to be weird because Andrew and I just talked about a couple of these films. So again, we'll maybe pretend that we didn't just talk about them. And uh, since you're maybe listening to this podcast, at least with a week break in between the last one, uh, but we, we, are, we are by popular demand, another fake statement because we don't know, but by popular demand holding over two films this week, which should make sense because they're up for a combined... 11 Golden Globe nominations amongst other wins and nominations this time of year and very likely an Oscar nomination or two within the next few weeks whenever that gets announced. Uh, so two films, Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Which did very well did ve- Oh, it was, it was sold out every <laughs> night. It was oh God, yeah. lines around the block. Yeah. Had to turn people away. Andrew has seen Moonlight and has high praise for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I forgot to say this on our last podcast, but who directed Moonlight? Barry Jenkins. And what did he do? Um, yeah, I believe it's his uh, Moonlight is his second film, so he's still kind of a rising talent. A short resume, mm-hmm. but the kind of film that could be the big the big breakthrough. Yeah. Even even if there is no Oscar nomination at this point, it's it's uh, such good reviews. I'm sure it's going to get him attention from. Uh, for a bigger project down the line now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, yeah, it's one of those films that, that just from the trailer, the only person I recognize is the actor whose name I forget from House of Cards, mm. who's great in yeah. House of Cards. Yeah, he's really good in this, too. Um, but, yeah, so we have... Oh, no, Naomi Harris is in this. Oh, yeah. She plays the mother. So I it's Money Penny. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, The yeah. new Money Penny. When I, when I saw the trailer, I, I recognized it, but I couldn't remember what it was from. But I think she looks quite different. She's quite... Uh, you know, like I said, if she's playing somebody with, with drug problems. Yeah, or, she's quite you know, haggard yeah. looking. Okay, that's cool. She's really good, too. But um, And it's always interesting, too, with a um, performance like this from, like you were saying, how it's three actors playing the same character. That's really a rarity, because even a lot of times in, in Hollywood movies, they'll either do something like, you know, like, like Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump played like a... I don't know how young they went, but he played, like, Forrest Gump in a number of different ages. He went from, like, he started playing him at, like, I guess, college, maybe even high school yeah. age. So, all yeah. All the way till, you know. And I don't know how old Tom Hanks was back then, but he was at least 35 or something. Yeah, guess. maybe even yeah. older. And that was the weird thing where you had him, Sally Field, playing his mom. Yeah, and she's only a few years older than him. And in a previous film, they played, like... Oh, they play! Oh my God, that's right. They were in that uh, the punchline. Punchline movie. They were like lovers, practically. Yeah, they, they were like romantic, romantic interest in this like kind yeah. of somewhat forgotten uh, uh, stand-up comedy. Film. Yeah, and and I, I always like that's that's weird, that's, but but yeah. So often in Hollywood, they'll just the actor will just play a person at twenty, thirty, forty. But in this, it's a rare time where you have uh, longer chunks with different time frames with with uh, different actors playing the same role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, so Moonlight is one of the two films we have held over this week. The other one is Manchester by the Sea with uh, Golden Globe nominees Michelle Williams and Casey Affleck. A uh, Bostonian drama mm-hmm. uh, with uh, 
dramedy, dram- dramatic comedy. Dramedy, yeah. I didn't think it's it's so sometimes it's so hard to classify movies because when you think comedy, you think you know big broad slapstick, and when you think drama, you think some kind of Shakespearean you know costume period mm-hmm. piece. Sometimes it, you know, and there's always like there's middle grounds where it's yeah. like like Manchester by the Sea is a drama, but I've seen the actor, I've seen Casey Affleck on talk shows just bending over backwards to say, no, no, we're funny too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read a review saying it's like the funniest movie about grief ever yeah. made. It, it is true. Like we, um, unfortunately, like Gwen and I just went out to Halifax a couple weeks ago for her grandfather's funeral. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's this weird thing where, where it's sad, of course, but if you're lucky enough to have kind of cool and interesting family members, yeah, everybody's sitting around and telling stories, and it's just a mixture of emotions. It it isn't just you know, yeah. And so movies down. like this, where where it's a a you know a, a depressing thing to kick off the plot, but even in real life, like I find like I was like it's it's a dark joke, but you know if if you could just have a funeral without the funeral part, you know if you could just everybody just get <laughs> just together, the wake. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and. Uh, but yeah, so anyhow, uh, Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight are two movies uh, being held over for a second week, uh, two movies that may very well get some Oscar nominations uh, very soon. I've got to look that up when mm-hmm. that's coming. But I think this month, I think in January that gets... I know Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. I know that's happening. Oh, he is? Jimmy Kimmel's oh, hosting, yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, I watched a couple episodes. Well, well Guillermo yeah, be there? Yeah, well... Be was, a sidekick? He was making fun of himself of... of people are coming on and, and congratulating him and they're like how does it happen do you like do you audition for it and he goes no you just get the call and then your brain goes i don't want to do that but then you kind of think well i guess i gotta do it right but um and his joke is that he got the gig because seven or eight people refused and he's right across the street because his theater yeah, he is, does the after party or something yeah so his theater is like right across the street from where the oscars are held but so jimmy kimball's hosting so it's another um poor matt damon poor matt damon <laughs> yeah i'm sure there'll be a lot of matt damon jokes yeah uh, is he going to be nominated for anything this year? That'd be funny if he's nominated. Well, for if it, if Manchester's nominated for Best Picture, oh, yeah. he'll, he'll be he's nominated. A, he, that's yeah. That's always kind of the um, some people you know sneak in to their Oscar win, and I'm sure it's still work. It's still like especially if you're like the real producer and not just some like executive producer you know sitting in the back and you know getting your name on the movie because you paid for it or something. Yeah. But. Um, it was like like cause Michael Douglas won his Oscar for Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest, and then like Brad Pitt just got an Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave, I think. Isn't that mm-hmm. correct? And George Clooney, I think, for um, Argo. Yeah, I think. Or even like I think he was one of the producers on that. They'll like they'll like trick you, and it'll be a trailer for like a Ben Affleck movie, and a few years back, and they'll say starring Oscar winner Ben Affleck, and they're like. Well, yes, he is an Oscar winner, but he won it for co-writing yeah. a screenplay, not for acting. You yeah. know, so still an achievement, but not a best actor. Yeah. So anyhow, that's two films we have held over this week. But then we also have uh, for the holiday season, uh, we have matinees of, and this is a tongue twister of a title, Ms. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I am not a good enough radio we're professional not gonna fit, we're not going to fit that on the marquee i just realized <laughs> i think we should put it this 100 percent on the marquee whenever you have a long title like that you're just screwed for the marquee but um what do we put we'll just put peregrine home yeah tim Pe- burton peculiar peculiar tim burton 
So this film, I know, is based on a book. I believe one in a series of books. I don't think it's insulting to say it definitely rode the coattails of kind of Harry Potter, uh, of that kind of a youth-based, magical, um, fantastical kind of story. And it's interesting that Tim Burton's directing this because... Tim Burton's career is, and I like Tim Burton, but Tim Burton's career is very unoriginal. Like, you go back and look at his resume, and even if you kind of, with an asterisk, like, Pee Wee Herman was, like, a stage show first. Yeah, that was Paul Rubin's thing. And Batman, of course, and um, Mars Attacks, and Planet of the Apes, and now this is a, this is based on a book, and he did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Ed Wood. <laughs> Ed Wood, yeah. Like, his only, like, really original screenplays, I think, are, God, what, like, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, and, but yeah, he's very much somebody who likes adapting, mm-hmm. uh, who likes retelling, and this seems right up his alley, like, a bunch of creepy kids in a school, uh, very gothic, and... I think something which the powers that be are hoping kicks off a franchise. Uh, I forget how well it did. Um, it's of note. It has Sam Jackson in it, which I think is very interesting because mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson is in everything. Yeah, but in this, he's playing a, like a Tim Burton villain, so it's kind of uh, something is slightly new for him. He was even in that uh, nutrition documentary we showed. He was. That's the other so week. hilarious. That, that totally passed <laughs> me by for some reason. And I was working one night, and I just went up to the to the uh, projection booth. To uh, we were just loading up some more films into the into the projector robot, and there's Sam Jackson on screen talking about his dietary habits. Yeah, and I was like, that's the weirdest. Like, man, you really are the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> like, not yeah, like yeah, I'm in Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and Quentin Tarantino movies, and I show up in some some health documentaries as well. Like, but. Um, yeah, it, it's um, very. It, what I did notice too, it's uh, Danny Elfman did not do the music on this one, ah, which is really rare. I, I think in his whole career, and I'm sure I don't think there's anything bad. I think it's probably just scheduling. Every once in a while, he probably had like three other films he was working on or something mm-hmm. like that. But I think the only directorial feature that Danny Elfman hasn't done music for Tim Burton for is Ed Wood, and. Besides for that, he's done every single Tim Burton movie. So that'll be a bit different for, for uh, movie fans out there. It might be a slightly different sound to this Tim Burton film. But, um, yeah, come out and check that out for Family Matinees. Uh, it's screening, I think, three times or four times during the week. Check, check your local listings. <laughs> and the other film we have that week, which I just realized I forgot to write down, is uh, Storks. So we have two kind of family films this mm-hmm. week. Miss Peregrine is slightly not a family film, maybe, but it's, you know, if your kids are okay with stuff like Harry Potter, there should be nothing too scary in there for them. And Storks is a... I, I've heard some shockingly good reviews for it, and mm-hmm. it, it's Andy Samberg. It's a goofy story about storks don't deliver babies anymore. They just work for FedEx. <laughs> and this stork is going to deliver a baby for some reason. But... Um, I've seen a couple of clips and it looks really funny and I'm going to come check it out. I'm a sucker for cartoons. I like mm-hmm. Andy Samberg. Um, so that, that's a more kind of true family friendly film. You can come and check out over the holiday season. 
Uh, we have that for a few matinee screenings uh, between the 30th and the 5th. Then, for our grown-up films, uh, it's, it's funny. It's, it's another, another trio of slightly heavier films for over the holiday season. American Pastoral, which is the directorial debut of Mr. Ewan McGregor. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It, uh, and it, uh, besides for himself being in it, it also stars Oscar winner Jennifer Connelly and Dakota Fanning, who has kind of taken a bit of a backseat to her sister the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, who I, I think is great. But she, Dakota's still out there working. Uh, she's, besides for being in the Twilight films, which I'm sure has a nice paycheck, yeah. she's done a bunch of independent films, uh, so she hasn't really gone anywhere. Just kind of, Elle has been, been slightly more in the foreground with some bit more mainstream stuff like yeah. Super 8 and stuff like that. But uh, uh, she's in this one with Ewan and Jennifer Conley play her parents. And it's a uh, kind of a traditional happy family. I'm not sure when it's set. I think it's in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And basically a tragedy happens that the daughter is caught up in. And it kind of goes from there. A really great trailer. And um, I love Hugh McGregor. So curious to check out this his... Uh, big screen directorial debut. I think mm-hmm. he did a couple short films or a couple other little things, which is, I think, always a good idea. Kind of test out a bit, you know, do a few shorts if somebody will let you direct a music video or something like that before leaping into a big feature. But, I mean, every once in a while, like someone like Drew Barrymore or someone will direct a movie and people go like, oh, how come she gets directed a movie? I'm like, well, I don't know. She's been in like 40 films. <laughs> I'm sure she's picked up a I'm couple sure things. she's learned something. Yeah. yeah, along the way. So yeah, American Pastoral, I know it's also based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book and uh, yeah so we have that for a few screenings uh, this week as well and then the Ottawa premiere of The Autopsy of Jane Doe which I guess classifies as a horror film it won Best Picture at uh, Fantastic Fest in Austin which is a Mm -hmm. kind of a cornerstone nerd festival and it is about a, a mysterious corpse shows up and the two guys doing the autopsy start learning more things about the mystery surrounding her Uh, i think it's in real time i'm not sure Mm -hmm. uh brian cox is in it who's a a great character actor yeah we just he was just in the care which we showed yeah which was which was a really nice just kind of simple british kind of grumpy old man kind of movie (laughs) and uh but brian cox you know for more mainstream stuff, people might recognize him from X-Men 2, which he was really good in. Uh, but he's got an endless resume of stage and screen credits. And uh, who plays the younger guy in this? It's, um, oh, I totally forget the name of the younger guy in this. But it's another good good young character actor. And I think it's really simple. I think like the whole movie, there might be some flashbacks and stuff, but I think it's like a movie that could almost be a play. Mm-hmm. Like I think most of it takes place like at the hospital as they're uncovering... Uh, the mystery around it's a cool idea yeah, yeah. and and uh, a very different film it's from the director because uh, this one looks like a bit more serious a bit more kind mm-hmm. of like a murder mystery it's from the director of a movie called uh, Troll Hunters oh I saw that yeah which was we had here which is really good actually really good yeah. we, we had that here about a couple years ago a couple years ago maybe even longer time kind of flies by but it was a I'm a sucker for kind of fake documentary slash found footage movies. I know not everyone loves those. No, I'm not crazy about them, but this one was actually quite good. Yeah, and I can understand why people don't like those sometimes because there's there's always the 
the suspension of disbelief of why the hell aren't you turning off your camera? Yeah. That's always the problem. How How is your battery not dying? Yeah. Uh, Troll Hunter had the excuse of it was actually documentary filmmakers within yeah. the movie, so that was yeah. a bit more excuse. And it was just this really great kind of like searching for Sasquatch kind of movie, but about trolls. And I, like I said, I'm a sucker for them, and I, I just get lost in the reality of it, and they just feel so real to me. Like, I really liked Blair Witch. I really liked the first Paranormal Activity, stuff like that. Um, so Troll Hunter was a bit more of that, where this one is, is a, you know, actor's traditional cinema kind of thing, so a bit different. Than it, but um, he's already proved himself for me with that film. I really like that film a lot. And so, yeah, so come check out The Autopsy of Jane Doe. We have that for two nights, and it's the Ottawa premiere. Then the last film we have to talk about this week, I believe, yeah, is... Christine. I really want to see this one. Not this, to be confused, and I'm sure it's going to happen. Not the John Carpenter, Christine. Not the John Carpenter, Stephen King film. And it again brings up my confusion as to how, how and what makes a film, like, copyrighted. Like, or, like, a, the title of a well, film. it's just a name. I know? guess, yeah. Like, like... Christine. I guess it's a, yeah, anything, like, simple. Like, you know, Crash or Christine. And it's not John, you know... Christine was, the original was, or the first one was John Carpenter's John Carpenter's Christine, Christine yeah. But I, I guarantee somebody's going to look at this on our schedule and get all excited and think we're playing John Carpenter's Christine. I, that almost happened. I, I, put, I put it on the website and I clicked on it and realized, oh, it, it's coming up as John Carpenter's okay. Christine, which we showed. Yeah. So I had to, I, I guess when you put like two movies of the same title in the system, right. it gets confused or something. Yeah. So. I had to clear that up, make sure that have, nobody's expecting the uh, the convertible. Yeah, I have to classify movie. 2016 yeah. on the end of the, the title, yeah. But this one, it looks great, and again, kind of funny that we're showing a handful of heavier films around the holiday season, but it is just that coincidence of, or that, not coincidence, that is the plan of the distributors that they release a lot of these dramas in December to try to be fresh in voters' minds at the Golden Globes and the Oscars and stuff. So this one, I I had, it's kind of a movie that you can't talk about without leading with the spoiler. Yeah. So if you want to see Christine, the 2016 film, and don't know anything about it, stop listening to me right now (laughs) because I'm about to talk about it. But it's it's kind of like... You can't really avoid it. It's in the synopsis. It's based on a true story. It's it's a true story that I didn't know, but it's uh, a young woman in a small town news organization, like a local... Sarasota in yeah. the 1970s. So, so way before television was what it, was, what it is now with, you know, just the, the 24-hour news channels and, and the internet and all that kind of stuff. So she has aspirations to become a big news anchor on one of the three networks, like NBC, mm-hmm. CBS, ABC, and is having a rough time of it, is having a rough time with her coworkers and depression, I believe. Yeah. And basically, and this is the end of the movie, I believe, but culminates with her killing herself on air, mm-hmm. which happened. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's like the last shot of the movie. And it's kind of like a movie like, you know, Titanic, where it's not necessarily not necessarily the ending that you're coming to see the movie for. It's the journey getting there. Yeah, it's, it's about, there. you know, her unraveling. And apparently, uh, what is the actress's name again? Oh, it's uh, uh, Hall. Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Yeah. Apparently she's really good in this. And then 
Michael C. Hall is in this. Michael C. Hall. Are they related? I don't know. Or is that just a crazy coincidence? That's a good question. Um, Maybe they're cousins or something. Maybe. I mean, Hall, I guess, is somewhat of a common name, but it looks looks really good. It's one of those festival circuit movies. Was at Sundance. She has gotten a number of nominations for, like, I'm remembering correctly, like, Independent Spirit Awards and other places like that. And it's an interesting phenomenon because this movie, didn't it also breed a feature-length documentary? There's a documentary called Kate Plays Christine. Yeah. Which is about the same thing, only it's um, it's sort of like art imitating life kind of thing. It's a weird... Do- like, uh, I haven't seen it, but it's yeah. this actress who is preparing to play the Christine. Oh, so it's, it's not Rebecca Hall. No, no, it's, oh, it's another actress. Oh, that's I was confused. Okay, yeah. But the movie... She's preparing to play Christine in this movie that I don't think is being made. I think it's just sort of a fictitious thing. Oh, Okay. And it's really about, like, an actor really trying to inhabit yeah. a real person, like a role, like really trying to, like, yeah. inhabit a role, a role. Man, yeah. And apparently she... Um, it, like, gets to her. It gets to her, yeah. yeah. It, it sort of messes with her psychologically. Yeah, and it's like... Playing, and, playing a woman who committed suicide. And, like... And she's trying to get all the details right, like her voice right. and the clothing, and I think she goes a bit nuts. And there's kind of, like... I, not just two kinds of actors, but if you could, do, if you could fifty-fifty actors, there's the kind of actor who you hear like, you know, can can be telling a joke, and then they say, "Okay, we're ready to shoot," and then goes and does a really serious yeah. scene, and then cut, and we'll come back and finish the joke. So yeah. he's just in the moment, doesn't you know, doesn't affect the home life, and go and fight. And then the kind of actor who, and you can see it being, being getting into your psyche. Like if you're if you're playing somebody who's angry or depressed or whatever, even though you're not literally shooting 16 hours a day but you're sitting there it's in your brain you're rehearsing you can see that kind of getting into your your back at home life a little bit so yeah Yeah. i always think that especially if like like a broadway show if you're doing like a really depressing broadway show oh god eight shows a week for a couple months for three months that's gotta do something to you yeah but so yeah a couple people have asked us if we're already even although we have not screened christine yet if we're screening that and I it looks really good. It looks really good. I looked it up. It seems to still be kind of, you know, um, festival, festival-ing. Yeah. So it, but the it, trailer's online, if, if you check out the trailer. Yeah, so it could, it could be... It'll give you an idea of what it's like. It could be still, um, you know, months and months away. It could be a year away, you know, the way yeah. distrib- distribution works sometimes. Yeah, hopefully we'll show it. I'd, but I'd like yeah, to see it. Yeah, it's definitely on our list. We know about it. We'll, we'll keep you all posted. Um, but yeah, so I think that about wraps it up, our, our first podcast for the end of the year slash beginning of beginning the of the year so hope you had a good new year's eve depending on when you're listening to this and welcome to 2017 i kind of come to the defense of 2016 a couple times where i was like <laughs> it's not all bad there were some good things in it you know but uh we can all hope that it's less yeah trumpy and prince and david bowie die dying oh God, than, yeah. <laughs> than a lot of people 2016 was a lot of people left us so yeah let's all all think happy thoughts and keep a smile on our face and 2017 will not be as horrible for all of our heroes and our political friends down in this <laughs> down south of us. Uh, yeah, so uh, and a, a year-end, year-beginning, thanks to our friends at House of Targ for continuing to support us. Uh, can't recommend them enough. Always drop by there for check out a show or just to have some pierogies. Check What's out. the address? I don't think we ever say the address. What is the address? It's right across the street from us at the Mayfair. So if you're at the Mayfair, which is 1074 Bank Street, yeah. and you're facing... 
the front doors of the Mayfair. Turn around and look to your right, and you will see the House of Targ. What is it? Black Squirrel Books is like 1071. Mm-hmm. So they must be like 1067 or something. I don't know. But yeah, some, something like that. Not hard to find if you know where, where uh, the Mayfair is. And for Audible, which is... Uh, Audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Podcast. Um, you can go and check out a free book on us. Uh, I bet you this. Sometimes we're at a loss to recommend a book because we don't have anything specifically booky. But uh, this week, I do know that Ms. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children is a popular book, and mm-hmm. I bet you there must be an audiobook of that online. I think there's like three or four of these books, so I'm, I'm sure there must be one online of that. So go check that out. Ten seventy seven Bank Street. Ten seventy seven. It's is, the other way. Oh, it's is the this. location of House of Targ and HouseofTarg.com is their website. So. Yes. And all their info. Yeah, go there and check out all the bands that they have booked to uh, play in the near future. Uh, so happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy and new year. Uh, we'll see you again soon. See you later. Thank you.